How's everybody doing in this Advent season or Christmas season? I hope that all is well, uh, that you're getting along with everybody. And I want to do something different this year as I started last week. I don't want to get into Christmas messages. I want to continue uh, along the vein of just preaching. And I, I'm, I'm the Lord has me trying to reach Someone I don't know who it is. I don't know who who out there is uh, exactly what you need, but I know somebody needs this because God has led me to this. And in fact, this is a two part message. And this message this morning is called "Who Do You Love?" Who do you love? And this is part one. Now, isn't it funny how? Most of the believers you know are content to be saved uh, from hell, so to speak. Uh, You know, outside, something outside of themselves, hell in particular. They just want to be saved from hell. They don't mind going through a few things, getting into a little this, that, but Lord, just save me from hell. And the funny thing is, the ironic thing is, they're not quite ready to be saved from the hell that is within them and that is in their own heart. Uh, some of us, we are stuck on sin. We can't move away from it. We, we can't give it up. And, and this message is called, Who Do You Love? <laughs> Maybe I should say, What Do You Love? Uh, Cain. You remember Cain, Cain and Abel. Cain was told by God himself, if you do not well, sin is crouching at your door. It has a desire to rule over you. It wants it wants to take you down. That's Genesis 4 and 7. And you can look at it in King James, Living Bible, uh, Pookie's language, uh, whatever you want to. This thing of sin, it ain't going nowhere. It won't go away. And I mean, for God's sake, when you get saved, don't think sin just going to depart. You've been living with this thing all this time, and now it's just going to go away? No. That's not how it works. Mm-mm. Some of you say, I'm I'm saved now. I'm saved. <laughs> and that sin within you says, that, yeah, we're going to see how saved you are. <laughs> you know, the taste of that sin is going to forever be in your mouth. Ask an alcoholic. Ten years sober. And they say, one taste, and I was down. I had to have it. Huh? Because, see, you enjoyed it for so long. It was like a pet. You you were actually fond of it. Huh? And now, now you have to make a decision. Will you go back to where you were? Or will you look forward? to the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. 
You know, you would think that our Christian lives are supposed to get easier and easier, and instead they become more difficult. And you know why? Because we are swimming upstream. We are living in a world that Satan is the king of. And he's forever coming against us because he knows he can't have our soul. But he figured, if I can't have your soul, at least I can take your testimony. I can rob you of your joy because I know who you love. Huh? And so I ask you this morning, who do you love in this Christmas season? And we're not getting into the trees and all that stuff and the presents. No, no, we're not going there. Not this year. See, I know it is more difficult to lick a problem when it's coming from the inside of the house. We got a Judas in the midst. And guess who the Judas is? Look in the mirror. Ain't nobody trying to get you. You're getting yourself. Ain't nobody trying to do you. You're doing yourself. Huh? And it's so much easier when you can point it out. Yeah, him, he's bothering me. Yeah, her, she's bothering me. Yeah, that is bothering me. But oh, when it's us. Oh my God. That's a different story. We, 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 we become silent. We, we, we get in denial. We start making excuses. Huh? My, 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 my. Yep. When we are the problem, suddenly it's not really that big of a problem. It's okay. No, it's not okay. And it is a problem. And I want to ask you this morning, what is threatening your spiritual health today? And what is threatening the church's spiritual health? I want to tell you this. It ain't the devil. Not per se. Huh? It's not maladies of declining membership or unwholesome relationships and dysfunctional families. Now, now all those are factors. They matter. But you know what the real culprit is? Or who the real culprit is? Yeah, you know. It's our hearts. It's in our hearts. And you know what it's called? It's called idolatry. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about making up little things and looking at them and talking about hula ba la ba hana ma na hana ma na hula. No, 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 that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about houses and Mercedes and Cadillacs. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about jewelry and money and sex and alcohol. All Anything you love more than God, it becomes an idol to you. We are in love with someone or something other than Christ. We have insatiable desires about various things. And we are trading God in for any and everything. Wow. Woo, my Lord, trading God in. Ooh, that sounds terrible. Trading him in. Like, like he, we want the latest model. And God ain't it. Woo. My, 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 my. Th this is not just about blind spots and poor judgment. This, my friend, 
is about dark hearts that love sin and keep toying with it. I asked a friend the other day, I said, man, tell me how many times you touched a hot stove. <laughs> he said, once. I said, why is that? He said, because I knew it was hot and I wasn't going to touch it again. I said, now, how many times, and I'm not going to put this on you. I mean, so how many times have we sinned and done the same thing? He said, I don't know, man, a whole lot. I said, yeah, why do we do God that way? Why do we, it's like we'll believe a hot stove, but we won't believe God. My, 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 my. As many times as we have been warned, we still give room to sin. We just love it. We can't give it, give it up. Mm, 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 mm. Look at you. Just look at you right now. You're looking at each other and you're saying, oh, my God. Boy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We rent sin a room. And we say, now listen, you can't stay but one night. But before we know it, a whole week passes. And then a whole month. And then a whole year. And sin's still there. Sin, let me say it like this. Sin doesn't become a tenant. <laughs> my, 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 my. Woo! We got to evict sin. Since I ain't going nowhere. And you know what? We don't want him to go nowhere. We don't want her to go nowhere. Woo. My, 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 my. Mark 13, 23 warns us to be on guard. Yeah. Luke 12, 15 says, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of of covetousness for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. And another part of the Bible says to guard your heart. Mm, 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 mm. I think that was in Proverbs. Colossians 2, 8 says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy takes you captive, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. So the whole point here is to let no one deceive you. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Let no one deceive you. My, 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 my. And then the Bible says, why are you so easily swindled? Is it because of how it makes us feel? D does it touch our mind, our heart, our soul? What is it about sin that we cannot give it up? I'll tell you what it is. We are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. In us, that is in our flesh, dwells no good thing. And that's why the Spirit of the Lord has to be invited in and constantly renewed within us. Else sin will come in and overcome us because it acts like it's so good to us. 
Who do you love? And listen, sin and idolatry, and that's the love of something or someone that takes the place of God. And and sin and idolatry in particular, it, this is the smoothness of Satan, how, how smooth he is in what he does. He doesn't come in like a showboat. No, 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 no. He comes in with his best work that is subtle. Subtle ways. Think about it. It's kind of like a female lion. They do the hunting while the male just does the protecting and he waits for them to kill uh, prey and then he comes and eats first and then they eat and the young eat. And like a female lion, lion in the low, gentle, brown grass, tall grass, muscles taunt, and she just lies there in place, slowly taking one step at a time, getting closer and closer to her prey. So even if they run, she is fast enough where she can catch him and hit that back leg and knock him down. And once she knocks him down, she goes for the neck, for the guzzler, and bites him. And as that blood is spewing out of their neck, of course, they can't run anymore. And she usually takes down the young or the older first, or someone who has a problem limping, and she knows they can't run that fast. And that's what sin does to us. It waits in the safest of places, <laughs> in the tall grass. <laughs> and, and, and many times, you know where that is? Right here in the church itself. Woo! Preacher! My Lord. Satan basically presents us a bag full of idols. And they're so pretty. Oh, my God. These idols look good. Mm, 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 mm. They taste good. Mm. Anybody in their right mind will take a second look, a third look. Touch them. Take them home. And I'm going to tell you something. You have to ask yourself, who do I love? Do I really love God like I said, because don't forget, even Jesus said in the Bible, whole lot of folks call me God and say, Lord, I love you. And this is what I have to say to them. Not only do I not know you, I never knew you. Get the hints. Wow. Whew. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Yeah, yeah, God is talking to somebody. Because we ought to be talking about Christmas presents, jingle bells, and dashing through the snow, and, <laughs> and a baby in a manger. And here we are talking about who do you love? My, my, my. I don't know who you are, but God is trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. We must not and we cannot allow ourselves to be naive and blind, and foolish, and be constantly led 
into vain, empty excitements and enticements. What God has given us is too precious to waste on worldly bubbles that burst or like Solomon described in Proverbs, like vapor in the wind. I, I, I can't put it no plainer. Heaven is too great and hell is too horrible and eternity is too long to putter around with sin friends. Quote, unquote. All that God would open our eyes to the vast suffering of Christ and what he did to pay for our sin that he might conquer it, that we might conquer it. Because there is nothing in this world that is stronger than the love of Christ. We can overcome it with God to help. My Lord, my Lord, the holiness and the hope that that God has instilled in us is beyond measure. Nothing can conquer God's love. And when the Spirit of the Lord moves on us, we are so strong, it's unbelievable. And you know why? Because it's not our strength. It's the strength of God. That's why you can walk away from liquor. That's why you can walk away from drugs that had a hold on you. That's why you can walk away from sexual sin that had a hold on you. With God to help, you can't do it, but God in you can help you do it. Woo. Preach. Preach. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. We must not have a bent, quote-unquote, to the trifling but instead we must concentrate and dwell on the beauty of the Lord on the beauty of Christ and his matchless love and grace for us <laughs> you know it's funny we can spend six hours at church and have no time for the family and think we're doing a good thing. Who told you you was doing a good thing? We can spend six hours watching television. Then we can go to work, work overtime all week long. Huh? All that nice company around us. <laughs> wow. My, my, all them good looking folk to look at. Mm, with their makeup on and <laughs> their nice clothes. Come on, preacher. My, 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 my. And then we, we have questionable movies or images all the way up to the hardcore stuff. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Questionable music videos and 
Music full of grinding and gyrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then then there is the coveting of our neighbors or keeping up with the Joneses. And of course, we have gluttony, especially this time of year. Oh, we got to eat the smoked turkey and the fried turkey and the baked turkey. Woo! And the gravy uh, and, and the cranberry sauce and the green beans and the corn. And we got to have the pies of all kinds. Uh, and we, uh, the black folks like the, the, the potato pie, the sweet potato, and the white folks like the pumpkin pie, and, and we got the apple pie and the cherry pie. <laughs> my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Mm -mm -mm. Then we got the German chocolate cake, and we got the coconut uh, cake, and ooh, the silver layer cake. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Gluttony, 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 gluttony. How much can you eat? And then we got the ham and the bait and the and the the the, the, the roast beef. Mm, 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 mm. When is there enough? Huh? That's way too much food. And we do it for Thanksgiving and we do it for Christmas and we do it for New Year's and then we claim, girl, come July, I mean come January first, I'm I'm gonna go on a diet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start running, I'm going to the gym. How many years have you said that? And then some of us, we are caught up in these video games. And I'm talking about hours and hours and hours of video games. I got a question for you. How long do you read the Bible or biblical commentaries? How long do you listen to a, a message on a podcast? How often do you do that? Compare that with all the other things you're doing and you'll find out who you love. Where does Jesus Christ fit in? Is it just on December 25th? Where does praying fit in? Is it just once a day, once a week? I don't know who this is for, but I know the Lord is moving on me to to do this. Mm, 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 mm. We ought to have different color wrapping paper right now. And here we are talking about who do you love? And this is just part one. Huh? The the, the, the capacity for idol worship is alive and well in our hearts. We just don't like calling it that because it sounds so harsh. Sin knows this. So it waits patiently lurking in the tall grass to have that opportunity, that chance to creep. <laughs> my, 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 my. To creep in unaware. Mm, 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 mm. God has brought us to himself. But we want to share ourselves with the world. There's going to be consequences and repercussions. You can't do certain things without there being consequences 
and repercussions. For God's sake, how many times do you have to do this? Oh, my Lord. I, I, parenthetically, let me just throw this in. I used to do a lot of marriage counseling. And I tell the couples all the time, especially the singles that were there, when you get ready to meet a person, you have to know to ask them, okay, can we discuss what bills you owe? And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about relationships. Who has hurt you? How many times have you been hurt? Have you been fully healed? I talked about going into a restaurant and not wanting to sit and wait for a reservation for an hour and a half. So you take a seat of somebody who's just done eating. As they're leaving, you sit down. And the waiter comes and mistakes you for the person who just left and tries to give you their bill. And somebody already sitting there has to tell the waiter, oh, no, no, that's not them. They left. Remember, they had on a certain color. Remember I mentioned that in one other message? And he still doesn't believe and tries to give you the bill and goes and gets the manager. And if not for the other people around the other tables, they would have said you were the one that ate that. And that's what's happening in a lot of our relationships. We are presented with somebody else's bill. I'm not John. I'm not Jim. I'm not Bob. I'm not Mary. I'm not Kathleen. Huh? I'm not Francis. But we trying to get someone else to pay for the bill that somebody else did to us. And what are we doing to God? Over and over and over again. His grace is sufficient and we just keep on playing around. Just keep on playing around. And God has warned us over and over and over again. And do you think that when you do finally settle down with someone, that there's not going to be a bill to pay? You just can't live with folk. You ain't married to, you ain't got no ring. And then... Ultimately, the husband or the wife does come along, but you, you, you've been playing house. You, you've been getting it. And now you're going to do comparisons. Yeah, 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 I said it. I said it. Now you're going to do, of course you're going to do comparisons. You're human, aren't you? Okay, let me get specific. You're going to start comparing breast. You're going to start comparing behind. I'm, I'm trying to say it nicely. You're going to start comparing length. Of course you're going to do comparisons. And you wouldn't be doing comparisons if you hadn't been with somebody who, who had no engagement to you, who had no tie to you. Come on now. Huh? You, you know what a gold ring is on the finger? It's a full ring on the finger, and it means there is a bond. It's, that's why it has to be real gold or real silver with a diamond in it, if you choose. It's real. It's not a crackerjack ring. It's not something you get out of a machine. 
And that ring is a symbol that these two hearts have come together. They've been welded together. And you don't have that. And you don't have any papers signed and stamped by the government saying you two have become one. And you two have not become one. You're just playing around. And then you finally become one with someone. And now you're comparing them to that fake stuff you had. And that's going to cause a problem in your relationship. You know what that's called? That's called a bill. Here comes the bill and the bill is due. And your relationship is going to pay it. Oh my God, Lord, who are you talking to? Who are you speaking to, God? Mm, 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 mm. Either God has saved us and brought us out of the darkness into the marvelous light, or he hasn't. Yes, we're going to make mistakes, but should we willingly make mistakes? Should we willingly walk into traps just because they feel good for the moment? Huh? If God has our hearts, then we need to turn our heart to him. You can sing the lovely gospel songs and you can dance to your heart's content, the holy dance. Huh? What God really wants is your heart. The old folks say empty wagons make a whole lot of noise. Don't let this be true about you. God's blessings are not a burden. He is due our love and affection. All of us have made mistakes. All of us will continue to make mistakes. But should we willingly make mistakes? And how much will it cost us? If you fall down off of a bike, you might not hit your head. But you might scrape your leg and get a strawberry or a raspberry on your leg with some stones that got to be scraped out of your leg. And those marks are going to be on your leg for the rest of your life. I, I, I'm trying to help somebody. I, I don't know who you are. I'm looking at you right now. And, and, and I don't even know what you're dealing with, but I know you're out there. Satan doesn't care about you. He just wants to make you feel good for the moment to rope you in. It's called the old rope dope Huh? He doesn't want you on God's team. What you put in place of God, whether it's too much recreation, whether it's too much food, whether it's too much liquor, whether it's drugs, whether it's sex, whatever, is misplaced love. And as long as you think about whatever it is, more than God, it's idolatry. Idolatry replaces our love for God. And no one, not even our pastors, want to talk about it. Because a lot of pastors are guilty of the same thing. Talk much you down at the church working, you ain't doing nothing. Talk much you constantly people, talk much you visit in the hospital. Most pastors have people going to the hospitals, uh, deacons, and, 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 and have teams going out there while they, well, what are you doing? Huh? Getting in trouble at the church. That's what you're doing. 
my, 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 my. Cherishing, trusting, and fearing, loving anything more than God himself is idolatry. And until we come to this understanding, hmm, until we come to this understanding and admission, we're sliding down a slippery slope. Idolatry will not come in with a band and drums. Huh? No, it's going to quietly sneak up on us. Huh? We all know there are issues and we know what our issues are and we ought to protect ourselves. We know what's right. We know what's wrong. And we know our weaknesses, our wicked weaknesses. Idolatry doesn't come in with excuses and rationalizations and justifications and such. It just says, hey, I'm blown. It, it, it makes it home. I've been here. You let me in. How about the one when one spouse says to the other, you have to have sex with me every day because we're married. And this is what that spouse has done. I'm throwing this in here parenthetically also for you married folk. It seems to me you love sex more than you love the intimacy of just being with your spouse and being married to your spouse. You, you're trying to use sex as a weapon as opposed to as love. That's idolatry. Huh? That might be nice for a minute, but that wears down on you. Huh? Come on now. You can't do that every day. As good as it is. Some people say, I, I do it two times a day. <laughs> really? Seriously? Uh, I'm going to move on. The real question here is, do you love your spouse or do you just love sex? Because Maybe sex has become an idol for you and you're holding your spouse hostage. Marriage is about intimacy. And there's so much more than sex. For all the ill that Satan can do to us. I'm going to tell you something. And we're going we're gonna to end this part one. We do far more damage to ourselves. God gives to us. And instead of praising him for what he has given and worshiping him, we are at the altar of something else or someone else. The simple pleasures of earth draw us away from our loving God. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a frightening reality. And I ask you, Again and again and again. Who do you love? Beverly Glenn is going to come and sing to us all of my life. I'll say yes, Lord. And we're going to pray. And I pray that the spirit of the Lord reaches somebody. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. My, 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 my. I've been trying. 
Yes, yes, yes. Christmas season, but Lord, you know best. Let your will be done. Whoever this message is supposed to reach, let it do just that. It may irritate them. It may aggravate them, but let it touch their heart. Let it touch their mind. Let it touch their soul. Let it move them to do the right thing. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, let your Holy Spirit stir them. Let thy will be done. Let somebody be uplifted. Let somebody be encouraged. Let somebody be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Faith Worth Finding Ministries, weekly encouragement. By now I'm God bless you.